Hello, and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dana, and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is June 26th, and we will be reading paragraphs 1380 through 1387 today. And we are still in the midst of the Sacrament of the Eucharist. So we begin, as always, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is highly fitting that Christ should have wanted to remain present to his church in this unique way. Since Christ was about to take his departure from his own in his visible form, he wanted to give us his sacramental presence. Since he was about to offer himself on the cross to save us, he wanted us to have the memorial of the love with which he loved us to the end, even to the giving of his life. In his Eucharistic presence, he remains mysteriously in our midst, as the one who loved us and gave himself up for us. And he remains under signs that express and communicate this love. The church and the world have a great need for Eucharistic worship. Jesus awaits us in the sacrament of love. Let us not refuse the time to go to meet him in adoration, in contemplation full of faith, and open to making amends for the serious offenses and crimes of the world. Let our adoration never cease. That in this sacrament are the true body of Christ and his true blood is something that cannot be apprehended by the senses, says St. Thomas, but only by faith, which relies on divine authority. For this reason, in a commentary on Luke 22:19, This is my body which is given for you, St. Cyril says, Do not doubt whether this is true, but rather receive the words of the Savior in faith. For since he is the truth, he cannot lie. Godhead here in hiding, whom I adore, masked by these bare shadows, shape and nothing more. See, Lord, at thy service low lies here a heart, lost, all lost in wonder at the God thou art. Seeing, touching, tasting are in thee deceived. How says trusty hearing that shall be believed? What God's Son has told me, take for truth I do. Truth himself speaks truly, or there's nothing true. Roman numeral six, the Paschal Banquet. The Mass is at the same time, and inseparably, the sacrificial memorial in which the sacrifice of the cross is perpetuated, and the sacred banquet of communion with the Lord's body and blood. But the celebration of the Eucharistic sacrifice is wholly directed toward the intimate union of the faithful with Christ through communion. To receive communion is to receive Christ himself, who has offered himself for us. The altar around which the church is gathered in the celebration of the Eucharist represents the two aspects of the same mystery, the altar of the sacrifice and the table of the Lord. This is all the more so since the Christian altar is the symbol of Christ himself, present in the midst of the assembly of his faithful, both as the victim offered for our reconciliation and as food from heaven, who is giving, giving himself to us. For what is the altar of Christ, if not the image of the body of Christ, says St. Ambrose? He says elsewhere, the altar represents the body of Christ, and the body of Christ is on the altar. 
The liturgy expresses this unity of sacrifice and communion and many prayers. Thus the Roman Church prays in its anaphora, We entreat to you, Almighty God, that by the hands of your holy angel this offering may be borne to your altar in heaven in the sight of your divine majesty, so that as we receive in communion at this altar the most holy body and blood of your Son, we may be filled with every heavenly blessing and grace. Take this and eat it, all of you. Communion. The Lord addresses an invitation to us, urging us to receive him in the sacrament of the Eucharist. Truly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. To respond to this invitation, we must prepare ourselves for so great and so holy a moment. St. Paul urges us to examine our conscience. Whoever, therefore, eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of profaning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a man examine himself, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment upon himself. Anyone conscious of a grave sin must receive the sacrament of reconciliation before coming to communion. Before so great a sacrament, the faithful can only echo, humbly and with ardent faith, the words of the centurion, Domini non sum dignus, ut intras sub tectum meum, sed tantum dic verbo et sanabatur anima mea. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul will be healed. And in the divine liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, the faithful pray in the same spirit, O Son of God, bring me into communion today with your mystical supper. I shall not tell your enemies the secret, nor kiss you with Judas's kiss, but like the good thief I cry, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. To prepare for a worthy reception of this sacrament, the faithful should observe the fast required in their church. Bodily demeanor, gestures, clothing, ought to convey the respect, solemnity, and joy of this moment when Christ becomes our guest. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the Apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.